Hey guys, welcome back to Angel to IPO, the podcast about startups and startup investing. We're going to be taking a deep dive into companies, financials, products, and future expectations. This is the perfect podcast for anyone that wants to learn about investing, specifically startup investing, or anything that's emerging in technology and in companies. I'm your co-host, Ajay Velapin. And I'm your co-host, Varun Ramanathan. And on today's podcast, we're going to be exploring, does online courses like Coursera and Udacity replace college? So, Ajay, you want to kick it off? What, what do you think? What's your opinion? Yeah, for sure. First, to give everyone kind of uh, some information behind it. Coursera uh, was, uh, it's basically an online service where you can take courses from multiple different colleges, such as Arizona State University, University of Pennsylvania, so many different universities go on there and they they post courses and they even post complete degrees that you can take online. Versus Udacity, in a similar way, they have programs which they called nano degrees in things like cloud computing or artificial intelligence. But these programs are all created by them and not an external university. And I'd say my first feeling is that these are great programs to learn new skills from universities and from people that have knowledge in the industry, right? But I don't think they can truly replace what college is. And I think college provides us with multiple different things, such as varied knowledge, right? So if I'm studying something like computer science, I'll also learn a little bit about something else here and there. Also, college is much, much longer time period, right? It gives you time to mature as a student, as a, if you're studying computer science, an engineer, or if you're studying biology, bio, a biologist, right? All these different things, it lets you gain that maturity. While these online courses are kind of packed together in three months, or sometimes even less than that, for you to learn this content. So I think it is great for someone that wants to learn something new, but not necessarily to replace college. What about you, Vern? Yeah, I think, okay, like, we need to look at it like this way. College teaches stuff, but I think it's much more than that. You know, we have this liberal arts colleges. That's kind of like most colleges is you can explore different interests. You know, when you're going into college, you don't exactly know what you want, even if you think you know what you want want to do later in the future. So you can kind of explore other, you know, career paths possibly. But I think the one main thing with college is the opportunities they give, you know, the clubs you can join, the networking you can do. I think that's the value proposition of college than just rather than the learning because it's evident. You you can learn stuff on the internet. I think even YouTube courses I've seen have taught me much more than I've learned in, you know, high school and I'm pretty sure, you know, in college it's much more technicals, you know, the actual hands-on. I'm sure you can learn on the internet and f- to be fair, like the actual learning-wise, like MIT, MIT courseware, you, you can basically learn all MIT courses are posted up there for free. So I don't know if the learning aspect right now is the selling point of college. Funny enough, I think it's more the community, the students, the opportunities. I mean, you're in college. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, and and that's definitely true. It teaches you kind of these untangible things that like you can't learn through an online course maybe the leadership or the connections like you said or interacting with the industry. And I think Another thing to point out is there's still this, uh, what's referred to as credentialism, right? It's it's still that people view having this credential from this college as, as this thing of a seal of approval, right? And, and now with Coursera and Udacity, the nice thing is it allows absolutely anyone 
to learn something. And even from top institutions um, such as UPenn or even companies like on Coursera, they have companies that have courses there like Google or IBM. But it's not, I'd say it still can't replace that thing of like saying, I got a degree from Stanford University. And maybe that'll change in the future. But right now, college still has a very strong value proposition. But it might be priced too high, and that's a talk for another day. But um, taking a deeper dive into Coursera and Udacity specifically, and how they work as businesses, I think maybe originally they were trying to replace college, but now they've maybe realized that that's not the future, that people still want to go to college, but they still want to be lifelong learners, and maybe that's what they're going to attack. I'll just talk specifically about Udacity. Recently, in a TechCrunch article it was in November of 2020, Udacity said that they've pivoted to being enterprise, right? So they're going to focus on enterprise, focus on companies. Like, they're hired by three of the big four consulting firms to teach their people new skills, such as, pretend if I went to college for finance. Now, in the financial world, AI is highly relevant, but I don't want to go back to college to learn AI. I could just go to the nano degree program on Udacity and learn AI. They have something called AI for product managers, AI for healthcare, right? Specific to my industry. And maybe my company could pay for that. And I see that as a very big thing for Udacity. Uh, what do you see for Coursera? Yeah, so I think Coursera, when we look at investors of what they're looking at Coursera, I think a lot of them were looking at their degree program because Coursera initially started partnering with universities and offering full-on college degrees online. But what we've actually seen looking at the numbers is their consumer model is doing much, much better. For example, in 2020, their consumer side, which I'll explain deeper what that is, was contributed 192 million to their revenue while their degree program only contributed 29 million so that, that's insane their consumer side are these small courses they're ten dollar courses they're hundred dollar courses you know not not their thousand dollar courses but they're small courses that you know you can learn a little bit of ai you can learn a little bit of uh business management from upenn so you get these you know college you know uh, courses produced by colleges but you can take it as an individual not part of any degree so we've seen a growth in that and I think the reason we're seeing that that you know they've seen uh, what, what is it they've seen like a, a almost close to a 59% jump in revenue from 2019 to 2020 and I think it's obvious we're learning from home I think there's less I, I want to actually ask you this like what do you see is the difference right now but take by taking online courses from Coursera or something and taking your online course from you know where you're at Berkeley like what is the difference they're both online courses a ton online format yeah I mean for sure during the pandemic it's really shown that maybe there isn't a large difference between taking a like pretend I went to um UPenn, right? What's the difference between me taking a course at UPenn versus me taking a course that's similar on Coursera? And I'd say the main difference is the interaction with the professors and the students. Online on Coursera, you're going through videos and your projects aren't graded as much, right? They have some grading systems, but they're not the same. While it's much more of an active experience, even though it's online, when you're doing it with a formal college. But this does point out, like you were saying, they're looking at more of a user standpoint, that users want to learn new things. I think this points out that 
people want to be lifelong learners. It's kind of like when you're when you're done with college, that's not it. Or maybe when you're in high school, you want to learn AI. How do you learn AI? They're not going to teach it to you at your high school. Well, you go on Coursera. You can do a nano degree at Udacity. These online education systems have allowed us to truly become more lifelong learners in, in the sense that um, 10 years down the road, let's say I get really interested in, in biology, I can go on to Coursera and take a course from the University of Michigan, a very well-renowned university on biology. And while it's not the same as college, I still get a good education online. And I think that's a great point. And that's what I see as as the main like benefits of Udacity and Coursera, being that it allows you to be a lifelong learner. And from the investor standpoint, I'd say, Coursera is is giving education, providing education from top institutions and companies to everyone. And I think people will continuously go back to them, yeah. right? Me during the pandemic. And Udacity, they're doing that for the company, right? They're going to the uh, big four and they're saying, we're going to teach your employees about this through these nano degrees and they can do it anywhere from the world. And I see a lot of profitability there as well. Exactly. I think you know when we approach it, it's like, does it replace college? I, I think the answer to that is it doesn't exactly. I think what we're seeing is rather than Coursera and stuff being a replacement for college, I think tying back to your lifelong learning point, it's kind of like a replacement for books. That's at least what I see it. You know, when typically before, you know, I guess, you know, the widespread use of Internet and stuff, the way you'd want to learn things later down the line is reading books. Um and, you know, if you want high quality content, you know, you can go and read a book from a Stanford professor and cool, you're going to be learning their, you know, huge course, you can go buy those huge textbooks. Right now, we can go in Coursera and get that. You know, on YouTube, there's a couple free courses here and there, but they're not really accredited. They're not from, you know, actual universities, not those, you know, um, you know, content filled reviewed courses, but on Coursera for, you know, $100, pretty cheap to get a full on course from Stanford professors. I think that is the value proposition. I think it's targeting directly what you said of lifelong learners so even when you're like 40 you can take a Coursera course and even maybe pivot what you're interested in you know it gives you that freedom to explore also I'd say leveling up as a professional right like we said Udacity now their target market is companies so companies can give their um, employees training but also me as an employee Let's say I want a promotion, and I know at a promotion I need to be on another level, right? And how do they, I get to that other level? How do I show my employer that I'm becoming better? Well, I show them. I just took this course on Coursera. That's going to make me better for your company. So it's helping uh, professionals add value and get promoted, these online courses. Now, I really quickly want to discuss um, the profit profitability. So both of these companies have not turned a profit yet. They've both been running for a good time. now. I'd say both companies have been there for more than five years, but neither have turned a profit. And while they're still getting solid investments, um, how? what do you think are going to be the steps that they'll need to take to become profitable? Yeah, I think what we're seeing is, you know, for example, Coursera in specific was they're, they're trying to do a little pivot, you know, focus a little bit more on the degree side. I think the numbers have proven the degree side is not the money maker, especially during COVID when people are trying to learn new things, have time on their hands. Um, I, 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 mean, I think we're going to see this, you know, pandemic effect where people are going to try to learn more online because that is an option. 
Um, you know, they don't have to go in person. That's not that's not a necessity anymore. So I think really targeting the consumer side, I think that's what they're doing a little bit more. I mean, it's a, a big marketing effort, and Coursera does spend, I think it's close to 36.5% of their entire revenue on marketing. I think pushing that marketing as much as they can is really critical because once you get a certain number of people on you know your courses that are interested in your courses, they're going to be reoccurring members. I think you need to capitalize on that reoccurring members who are going to be willing to take further courses down the line. Uh, and because once they have a good experience, they're, you know, they're returning customer. I think capitalizing on that um, kind of gives you consistent revenue flow without having to, you know, do your acquisition cost. You know, I think that first time acquisition cost is really expensive and trying to lower that is pretty important. Yeah, definitely. They need to, like like you were saying, they need to lower that acquisition cost and that's through as they build up more people, lowering their marketing because right now they probably have a very high marketing budget. And you were discussing a lot about Coursera and in terms of Udacity, like I said, how they recently pivoted towards enterprise. I think if they grow that and they become more and more um, focused towards companies, they will be able to do that. If they go and pitch companies, right? They go up to Coca-Cola and they say, we want to teach everyone in this company or everyone in the department about IT. Um, we're we're going to teach them this through online. You're going to pay this one flat fee and everyone in your company can take this degree. I think that will give them good profitability because then they're setting these deals and they can be more tailored toward these companies and spend less of their money marketing to the individuals, right? right? So Coursera we've seen is now developed into more of a place for the individuals, while Udacity is more of a place for the companies. And if Udacity focuses in on that and they say, okay, we're for the companies, we're producing these nano degrees for companies, I think they can definitely turn a profit. And one of the keys to being able to do that is going out there and getting these large deals from large companies. And also, I'd say it just, um, it's gonna take some time. That's one other thing. It's gonna take some time for Udacity to become profitable because they're gonna need to scale up and create more degrees and spend more maybe money on getting salespeople to go out to these companies. But eventually, after they get these clients, I think then they'll be able to turn a profit. what other thoughts do you have, Varun? For sure, I think one thing we need, like definitely, the enterprise side is super important for Udacity because it's not only you know relearning and understanding market trends; they can even pivot to the part of training. You know, if companies want to outsource their training, and Udacity, or Udacity has this, you know, basically their online platform system, you know, their course system already set up. They can maybe they already do this, but pivot into the white labeling. They give up the courses, you know. They give up their structure that a company can use to do their onboarding and training with all their, you know, tools and all that that Udacity offers. So that might be something really cool to look into as well. Yeah, exactly. I think that those are one of the trends we have been seeing. Udacity is becoming less of this online degree creator because, like we said, we don't really think it replaces college. But it's becoming, like it says, nano degrees, small degrees, but I think truly small degrees for the professionals. And they're really becoming a provider of education for companies. So companies, a big thing they want to do is they want to train their employees. They want their employees to become better. 
And it, it can take companies millions of dollars to create that infrastructure themselves. And not all companies have that amount of money to create that, that learning structure, right? But now maybe if Udacity says, okay, well, companies can pay us a set fee and we'll create something from them using their old content and create maybe an onboarding or whatever it is for that company. It's a great revenue stream for Udacity and it's very helpful to the company because now they don't need to go create the stuff themselves. This kind of degree degree creator is creating these mini degrees for them. And I think that's a really, really possible thing in the future. Um, yeah. What do, yes. what do you think, Varun? Yeah, I think just one last note, kind of doing a small pivot is, what do you think the purpose of college is now? I just kind of just trying to wrap it up. You know, we talked about, you know, does this replace college? And of course, Sarah and Udacity. But what is now when you look at what the value proposition of college is? I don't think it's learning anymore. I think, I personally don't think it's learning. I think the learning you can easily find online and all these, you know, what we've talked about. I think college now is one, I think brand name is still important i mean i think a lot of you know exclusive jobs if you look at you know investment banking private equity college name does matter even you know whether you're applying in tech as well it does um two the networking and the internships they bring um and three i think it's research i think it's always been uh you know college is the original thing is you know their center of research so if you're interested in diving into research you kind of need to have the facilities and stuff like that so i think they're always going to be important for those reasons but what do you think you know what's yeah. college now yeah i mean definitely i think you, you're spot on on that college isn't as much about the learning in the in the traditional sense anymore i think elon musk famously said like college isn't about learning right he said college is about meeting people he also said partying but the truth is it's not about learning because everything is online now and that's good because it's truly de the democratization of education while you still have to pay some money it's all online so from anywhere in the world you can learn almost absolutely anything now right but the thing college adds on is those social aspects the maturity definitely the research because we still need research institutions and truly college is the best place for that and also i'd say um college is about that brand name like you had said and while this might change because i know there has been a push for change at least in tech to move away from saying we need these branded colleges um the truth is right now that brand really matters so um, I, I want to ask you guys, what are your guys' opinions? What do you think the future of college is, the future of online learning, places like Coursera and Udacity is? And what do you think the profitability will be for Coursera and Udacity? And will you invest in it if they go IPO? These are interesting questions to ask. And as always, please contact us on our Instagram at angel to ipo and email us at any time at angel to ipo at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and your thoughts about this episode. Thanks for listening.